Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa talk about the news that Sting is retiring. We get Thunder's take on that. We speak to Josh Alexander, who's wrestling for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship at Bound for Glory. And we talk about the breaking news that L.A. Knight will face Roman Reigns. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Sting, who's 64, going to be turning 65 in March. And March is a significant month also for Sting because he made the announcement on Dynamite Thunder that uh, at Revolution in March that he will have his last ever match of his pro wrestling career. You know, Thunder, you've been able to work with Sting these last couple of years in AEW, uh, an icon, a legend, one of the best ever. Uh, Your thoughts on Sting and the announcement uh, that he's going to have his last match at Revolution. Uh, when I when I first heard of it, I was I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm sad, but it's very courageous of him because like the last couple matches that he's been in, they've been very physical. Uh, he is not no spring chicken, so I know I talk. I remember that time where I talked to his wife, and I was like, uh, "So how do you feel about him wrestling?" I was like, "I pray to God that you know he comes out the same way that he came in, and he's taking some he's taking some hits, man." And uh, but he. Definitely, for the time that he has been working with AEW, uh, working with along with Darby Allen, I think it has helped cement this like mysterious aura that Darby has, and they've been able to create long-term stories with him along with Darby Allen, and it's it's just really awesome to see. Um, I think it's just it's his decision, you know. He if he would have like felt that he he can and want to wrestle he would have continued to wrestle for a lo- for yeah. longer time he's in great shape he's probably one of the most positive people i've worked with uh, uh men of god most definitely um and it's i mean it is sad because we all love him we all love when um they say sting and everybody gets so excited yeah and the music plays and you know the fake snow comes through that's fake and- snow i thought that was real no, it's fake snow. Oh, and, and I <laughs> and if you grew up watching Sting, you know, when it's you never want your your some people to like retire. You don't never want people to like not be uh <laughs> you never want people to 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 leave the ring, but he has left definitely uh, definitely a huge legacy and many different companies. And I think he's like one of the very few that has done that. Yeah. And and he's 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 done a lot of things his way. And the last I think the last 15, 20 years of his career, uh, he definitely learned a lot from the past and, and he changed his ways because of, of God and, and, and the way that he he worked with others. So uh, I'm really sad that he's going to be leaving. I don't know if he's going to work in another capacity, just in terms of uh, managerial or like doing promos here and there. Uh, but I am sad and I'm like, I'm, I don't work with him as much as I used to. So, uh, when I, I, I went and say, I miss you, sir. Like it was, it's just, it makes me sad. Yeah. I, I think it makes everybody sad. I, I said on the show yesterday that, 
he's kind of like that final link to the wrestling that I grew up with, the territories, to this new era in pro wrestling. So now that he's stepping aside. And Thunder, let me ask you this question. Do you think that Sting is retiring uh, because of the fact that he has really nothing left to prove? Mm, I mean, you know, he's done everything, especially in this last run. You know, the run in the WWE ended because he got injured. But now, yeah. like, he's going out on his own terms. He got Darby Allen over to the moon, at least helped with that. Like, I really yeah. don't think Sting has anything else to prove in his career. I think that I think this is just about him and how, how much he can uh, do. And, 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 you know, when you have you were a dominant force in professional wrestling, because remember 30, 30 years ago when he I was like looking at some pictures, somebody put oh like flashback Thursdays, uh, yeah. Sting and somebody else. And I was like, damn, Sting, you're a beefy boy. Like he was he was a dominant force, like the way that he looked, his presentation he was pretty dominant and pretty awesome to see. And now he's like, this case is an example of like, he is not a shadow of what he was when he was wrestling 15 years ago. Like every match that he's been in, he's given his best and, and he's done really, really well, really, really well. And has taken a lot of risks. So I think that the reason why he's doing it is he's doing it for himself. Cause like you said, he has done and accomplished everything he has want to or he put his mind into and now he's doing this because he 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 loves it and it's fun for him but i think um again maybe he wants to to go back and 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 spend more time with his wife or just spend more time doing other stuff or has other projects he really you know in the promo he didn't really talk about it probably he's going to talk about it afterwards on what's next for sting so i like i said i respect him a lot and and as a person um, like the advice that he's given me in terms of like when I was in a very tumultuous time of my personal life, uh, he took the time to to like really uh, tell me like what to really focus on 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 my goals and like again I could tell you he's the man of God and and he he gave me the advice that some someone like like him and his wife will, will do because they they see uh, my personal values like any other person has seen it in that company and they were able to guide me in a very positive way. So, uh, that's like the one thing I'm like, I am not a, a really sad when, because when you get to know Mr. Steve, uh, or Sting, he is really, really good to, to listen to. And, and also to give you a really good advice that it's not going to be like something you're like, nah, he's full of crap. Like, he knows what he's talking about. He's been through it and he's very open about it. If, if, if you ask him and it was very enlightening to hear what he had to say. And, um, and he's a very, he's a very kind person. He's been very open. There's even a movie that he put out. I want to say 12, 13 years ago about, you know, about his life and about his failures. Um, about his personal life and how he fell into some of the trappings of being a star, you know, finding God and kind of reinventing himself, not only as a character, but as a person outside of the ring, a person of value, a person of worth. It doesn't surprise me at all, Thunder, that, you know, that that was somebody that you were able 
to to lean on. And the name of the movie is called Sting uh, Moment of Truth. And I recommend it to any Sting fans out there to check it out. Um, it's very well done. And and Thunder, you know, you hear a lot about superstars like a Sting that come into a company and they're almost separate from everything else because they are a star. They don't get involved to the day-to-day activity. From what you're saying, it sounded like he did get involved at least on a personal level with a lot of the people that were in that locker room. Is that safe to say? Yeah, especially the people that he worked very closely with. And also, like again, if he if you approach him in a way where it's genuine and, and you want his advice, he's he's always open to give advice on anything uh, if he's if he has the time. Right. Um, again, I had a couple of experiences with him and like, you know, getting to know his wife and getting to know their story, how they fall in, they fell in love and everything it was like it was a beautiful story. And I, I got to meet his son, his daughter in law and everybody. And uh, they're wonderful people. And he is definitely one of those who um, who's always open to help and, and always open to give advice. So to, like I said, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. I feel like a broken record. But to me, it's like it's really sad that he is retiring from the ring. And he's I, I, again, I work Saturday, so I don't get to see him as often as I used to. And even when I'm there, I'm like doing commentary. So I don't really get to talk to anybody anymore. But uh, it's been as as a new generation of a wrestler for me it's it's a pleasure and a privilege to have worked and have been alongside with some of the mo- the most decorated veterans in professional wrestling that is men and female and when i have an opportunity to ask questions or ask them to watch my matches so they can give me feedback it's something like like you don't get nowhere else right uh especially when we're coming from the indies and um and I know he, I hope he, he comes as a, in, in a coach position or like character development, because look at him, he's has developed his character throughout decades and he has been able to stay, uh, with, within people's, you know, memory and also it stay relevant for all these years. And, and that is very important. And that's something very difficult to do. Oh, it's, it's almost impossible to stay relevant as long as Sting has. But you just said something, Thunder, that I want to follow up on because I think it's important. Because us as fans only see the sting on our TV screen and the sting that's in the ring. I think you really show your worth by what you're able to do outside the ropes, outside the ring. And it sounds like he's somebody that you can lean on. He's somebody that you could talk to. He's like a real veteran that you know has no qualms of sharing that experience, but doing it in a way that is constructive. Um, I I, I think that's a, a big reason why Tony Khan hired Sting that probably a lot of fans don't realize. And that's probably one of the better hires that Tony Khan has ever made just for the reasons that you're saying. And again, it's like, I mean, a lot of the criticisms were like, hey, man, you're kind of old to be doing that. That's his life. That's his career. That's his choice. He chooses to do that because he loves yeah. it and he enjoys it. And he has done it really, really well. Uh, a lot of some of the matches were cinematic, but even then, like the risk of injury is very high for anybody that is part of the match, not only for him. And um, again, he's he sacrificed his body for the entertainment of you guys for all these years, especially in the last year. He's done some really crazy matches, but again, is it's his choice and 
and man, I was just like, again, reading everything that he's done, seeing some, a lot of the pictures, you know, from like his days of bodybuilder and his transformation and pay, face pain, tag team, uh, when he was in WCW, TNA, like he's done a lot of cool stuff. He's, he's, there's like the faces of Sting. There's so many yep. faces of Sting with makeup, with no makeup. Uh, there was some stuff, uh, there was, he did great work in TNA, went back, you know, Impact or TNA and, and back in like 10, 15 years ago. The storylines, uh, his promos, uh, it was, there was depth in the character and, and that was so good. I remember um, I was talking to one of my peers uh, last year about a promo that I wanted to do when I was doing stuff with Serena Deeb. And he mentioned that I should do something similar to what Sting was doing when he was coming out with no face paint, right? So people understand the different faces and the different layers that exist with people that use face paint. And he's like, you remind me a lot of him because he's, you know, this and that. And I was like, all right. So, and I did that and I, I really went over and I remember you, you told me, Melissa, I was probably one of the best promos ever uh, when I did it with no face paint in Las yeah. Vegas, setting up for uh, Double or Nothing. But it's like, for me, he's, he's an example of like someone who is, who brings a lot of mysteriousness, who brings a lot of like himself into the ring. And when he puts that face paint on, it's a trademark. He doesn't wear a mask, but that's, that's, that's his thing. And then he has, again, different layers and different characters of Sting. We have the Joker character. We have the uh, Croak character. Then we have the Sting without the face paint. And now we have Sting, the, the veteran that goes with, with Darby Allen and, and he was trying to, you know, teach Nick Wayne the right ways, but Christian Cage, the father of the year, the best, yeah. the face of TNT, you know, just derail everything. And now, you know, Nick, Nick Wayne don't have a dude no more. So, <laughs> yeah. so again, uh, he, he, he has, he still has a lot to offer to a lot of the new generations and um, he still gives his he, 1000% every time he steps in the ring. So, he should be very proud for what he has done inside and outside of the ring, because I think at this moment he is content and he's happy with the result and where his life has gone. Um, you mentioned TNA, like he was that the Joker sting in TNA, which I thought was one of his better characters. And I've, I've said this even about a Kurt angle, uh, best matches of stings career was in TNA impact. Yes. As you mentioned yes. before. So, as we get closer to revolution, knowing that's going to be his last match, Thunder, for you, who do you think his last match should be against? Damn, that's a good one. I think it should be Darby. Okay. I, 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 I agree with you. I said that yesterday. I think it should be Darby. They have worked along so well, and who better to retire Sting than Darby? They know each other so well. There's like that story is like, yes, it has to be Darby. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. There we have 
some breaking news. And the WWE just tweeted that, um, according and first reported by the LA Times uh, just about 20 minutes ago, Thunder, uh, that Roman Reigns will defend the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against LA Knight at Crown Jewel. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that will be uh, November 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Roman Reigns against LA Knight for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Well, there you go. I am going to be paying attention definitely after, you know, I got a little carried away. A couple minutes ago. That's all right. That's what you're supposed to do. It's pro wrestling. You're supposed to be excited. You're supposed to be passionate. I am passionate because, you know, I work with LA Knight back in the day in NWA. And he was doing all this stuff. And people loved it. And he was one of my favorites every time. He was so entertaining. And back then, I'm like, oh, why? 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 And all my friends that are from the LA area that they seen him wrestle over there. Yes. They're all like, this is awesome. Like, this is great. Like, we are so happy for him. Yeah. And it's just, like, again, it's when he, it happens naturally and they're not trying to shove it in your face. Let's go for it. Let's go, LA Knight. Let's go. I, I first saw him on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which I thought was fantastic. Then he, w- he became a star with Impact Wrestling. Like you said, uh, worked in the NWA. Now he's getting his big opportunity and, you know, good for L.A. Knight. Now he's going to be in a main event match against the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. That's a big step forward for L.A. Knight. Oh, it's huge. Huge. And especially for Crown Jewel. It's, that's one of the biggest shows yep. uh, for, for WWE. Um, but, again, I am very excited for him. And hopefully, fingers crossed, there's a title change. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you were saying something? Yeah, I just had a quick note for this um you know i when i first heard that like la night was going to be going to saudi arabia or the possibility of it i wondered if the if the saudi arabian fans would know who he was and then i remembered that when triple h uh was like doing like a a pre-game or a post-game like introduction all the fans did was chant la night out there so i think they're going to be like hugely supporting of this guy when the match takes place. We'll see. I mean, no. we're just a couple of weeks away from this big showdown. I'm sure tonight on SmackDown, we're going to get a lot of talk about this matchup, but what's going to happen at that match? Dundee, you said earlier that, you know, maybe we do see a title change and LA Knight could be your new WWE undisputed universal champion. You know, those shows were completely different. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't change. So, you know, it's pro wrestling. I'm just going to be excited for my dear um, previous associate at NWA to to be in such a huge platform and for him to make his dreams come true. I just interviewed L.A. Knight at SummerSlam. And, you know, we talked about how over he's gotten. Now, this is just a couple of months ago. And he was waiting for that opportunity. He said, yes, I'm over with the crowd, but are they going to pull the trigger and give me an opportunity? Doesn't get any bigger than getting an opportunity against Roman Reigns. No, he doesn't. It doesn't. This is a a huge opportunity for L.A. Knight. So hopefully he does the best with it. 
I think he is. I think he has with with the little or like everything that they've given him, and he's he's completely run with it. And he should be very very proud because he's been, you know, we said it in Spanish, picando piedra. Like he's been on the grind for so long, and so many people would not give two cents about what he had. And like a lot, of, he's been in end of the day uh, impact. Um, let's see, he was in a short in a short period with WWE before. Then he came back. Uh, he did a lot of indies. He deserves this. He's worked his whole entire life yep. for this moment. Hey, everyone. Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The man who will be challenging Alex Shelley for that Impact World Championship. A championship, Thunder, that I don't mind saying is rightfully his. He had that historic reign for 335 days and unfortunately had to give that championship title up. But he's fought his way back, and now he's back and having that opportunity tomorrow night at Bound for Glory, available on Fight Plus. Let's bring in our guest right now, Mr. Josh. Alexander, sir, how are you? And thank you so much for the time. I am good. I am excited. And yeah, the time is always your guys. It's always good to come on to bust it up whenever I can. Josh, I'm so excited to have you. Like when Paul called me yesterday and he said, uh, we're going to have Josh Alexander. I was like, didn't we talk to him when he had to relinquish the title? Like (laughs) how hard was it for you to come out there, cut the promo. And then on top of that, knowing that you were in a lot of like physical pain and not knowing how strong or if you were going to be able to be back the same way or even better that you come back, that you left. I mean, that that's exactly it. Like giving up the championship that obviously means something like it means a great deal to me. It, it meant even more because it was such a historic run and it didn't get to, you know, the story didn't get to complete the way that I always envisioned it like ending. And then, you know, giving it up with my family in the ring and stuff in Canada it was super tough. I'd never, defended that championship in Canada as long as I had it throughout that entire time because of COVID and everything else. By the time we started running Canadian shows, I, I popped my tricep. So, uh, you know, I, I handed it over and the hardest part was going home and just, I mean, any wrestler knows this, you have that uncertainty in your mind of like, whenever you get injured, am I going to be able to come back? When I come back, am I going to be like as good, if not better? You know what I mean? And it's just, it's more a mental hurdle than the physical pain that you have to deal with throughout those like next coming months. How difficult is that? Because I can just imagine you have an injury like you had and then you get back into the ring. Is that always in the back of your mind? Because I would have to figure that when you go after a championship or just in a match, you know, you're always putting your physical body on the line. But then coming back from an injury and again, you know, Josh, like you said, you have a family that you have to think about, too. How difficult is that mentally knowing that that's in your mind? I, I think the hardest part mentally might be that my kids are coming up to me like little jet and he's being like, daddy, why don't you have your world championship all the time? Yeah. I want to get it back. But you're, you're right. Like every time you step in the ring, it's always, you know, in the back of your mind, it's always kind of a distraction. You don't want to get hurt again. 
all that stuff. But I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm lucky, but you know, I, when I broke my neck, I went through all these hurdles when I came back from that in 2016. And I realized really, really fast within the first few months getting back into the ring that it was just something that you have to put out of your mind. You have to trust that your body's going to be okay, that you're going to be, you know, as normal as possible, like you were before you ever got injured. Because if you have that cloud in your mind, when you step in the ring, it's a, it's going to screw up your game in the ring, but it's also going to get you injured in a different way because you're going to overcompensate to try to protect yourself. Um, in terms of your injury, do you remember when it happened or like, it was like, sometimes we, you know, we get injured and, and we just do something very silly, like moving or twisting. Do you remember like the moment and where it, you were on the match, right? When you got injured? Yeah, I was, I was competing for impact wrestling in AAA, and it was triple mania in March. And it was just like a regular, you know, it was just like a front bump. Somebody took me on their shoulders. They put me down. I landed on my belly. Like I have a hundred thousand times and I just felt something explode in my tricep and my elbow. And I was hoping like I just blew a bursa sack or something like I've done many times and something that's going to last a couple of weeks. But as soon as I got to the back, I took my elbow sleeve off and Jordan Grace looked at me and she was like, your triceps in your armpit, dude. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it's always something silly. It's never something extravagant. Like one of those crazy dives you see or anything like that, where you get hurt. It's always, you know, just something silly. And you know, that's, you know, as fans, that's probably, you know, blows a lot of fans' minds when they hear that because you would think it would be on some kind of move that's crazy, but most of the time injuries occur on some of the simplest things. Like Thunder, you just said turning or just like a, a certain motion. Like it, it, it's crazy for me as a fan to, you know, to understand that that's how difficult the world of pro wrestling is and how hard it is. And each and every time you step into the squared circle, an injury could happen at any time. Crazy. I think it's a lot of wear and tear too. Like I, when mm-hmm. I think back to it, I remember my elbows, I felt like I had tendonitis in my elbows for a few weeks leading up to the actual injury. And it might've been from training. It might've been from wrestling. It might've been something that was wearing me down. It was just giving me the signs and I wasn't listening to my body. And then boom, it happened. Right. So from now that you had your neck injury, you got surgery now that you had your elbow and then and, and everything and you had surgery. How are you seeing uh, yourself as a competitor, as an athlete? What are you going to do differently? Uh, especially now at this Saturday, you are going for the championship. What have you done differently this time that you didn't do the first time? Uh, I, I think just worked even harder. Like I always say my neck was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because before that, prior to losing, thinking I was losing wrestling forever, Uh, I took a lot of things for granted and I didn't work as hard as I possibly could. And I applied the same thing to this tricep. You know, I, the difference between the neck injury and the tricep was that the tricep, I was at the height of my career. I was building my name, doing things unlike I'd ever imagined doing. And then it's all take to, taken away from you in an instant. So I have even more motivation now, you know, to just work my ass off and make sure I'm coming back a hundred percent. And I, I, I truly wanted to be better than I was before. And I don't think it's going to change anything I do in the ring because I've rehabbed this thing so good that they say like everything else is going to go before my tricep now. So that's, that's out of my mind now, but uh, yeah, I, I do have to worry about everything else, I guess. You know, Josh, you talked about your son earlier about where's that impact championship. Uh, you know, Josh, for you, you held that championship, a historic reign, 335 days. Like how hard is it for you? And, and now you've been, you've been back for, you know, over five months, how difficult is it to hear your name and to hear the ring announcer say your name and not call you a champion? How difficult has that been for you? 
it's been it's been really tough since I came back because that was something I took a lot of pride in. I took a lot of pride in not just being a champion, but being the face of this company, someone that walked around on the Indies and brought that championship around and made sure they championship Impact so that anytime anybody saw me and they liked what they saw, they'd tune into Impact Wrestling and they'd see all these other members of our roster that are tearing it up every single show we have. Like that's something I took a great deal of pride in. And now coming back, you know, through the matches with Macklin and everything else I've done and not being called champion when I never lost it, it's just like a sore spot. But, you know, I, I don't dwell on it in a negative way. I just try to use it all as motivation to try yeah. to come back and get that championship back, you know, at Bound for Glory. Chicago, tomorrow night, Bound for Glory sold out. We're starting to hear those two words a lot when it comes <laughs> to Impact Wrestling. You know, and you're a big reason why, and your reign was a big reason why. Like, Impact Wrestling seems to be getting hotter and hotter. You know, a lot of people talk about it as being, like, the best show that nobody sees. I don't know if you could say that anymore. It really does feel, uh, Josh, that this fan base is getting bigger and bigger for Impact. Yeah, and it's all been about consistency. And, and like, it's not just me. Like, I have definitely, like, the reason I'm in the position I'm in is because from the very get-go when I went into my singles thing, I, I just made it, a, I had to make a statement, A, for myself and for the company to go out there every time and try to tear it up. And it, it's just consistency. Every single app special we have, every single pay-per-view we have, the entire roster from top to bottom is completely tearing it up and stealing shows. And, you know, it raises the bar for people like me that have to go out dead last and like try to, you know, one-up everything else. And I'm going to have my hands full this Saturday. You said it's sold out. I'm sure it's going to be a crazy seller on pay-per-view because, you know, I- I'm going to have to follow the likes of Kenta versus Chris Saban, Trinity versus yep. Mickey James. And, you know, let's not forget Will Ospreay, Mr. Five-Star Match, and uh, Mike Bailey. So it- I'm oh. going to have my hands full. <laughs> Josh. Um, talking about having your hands full, I see your, your little child in the background kind of like digging in. Uh, how mm-hmm. important it is for you, given now the second injury, everything that you've gone through, all this process that you've gone through to become the champion again? And and what example do you want to give um, to your to your son? I, I think the example I want to set is the reason why it's so important. It's that no matter what you're going to come across in life, no matter how big or how small you know, the adversity you might face is whether it's, you know, somebody teasing you or, you know, you getting cut from the basketball team when you're a young kid or something, you just go back to work and, you know, you work hard and then hard work does pay off. And like, that's what I try to show my kids. They see me come into the house after they wake up in the morning because I've gone to the gym once in the morning before they even wake up. And then I'm going back later after I drop them off at school to do rehab and other stuff. You know what I mean? They know the work I'm putting in. So I just want to show them that it pays off. You know, Josh, anybody that watches Impact Wrestling and know the story, especially the one with Bully Ray, who, you know, you have to get into the ring with him. I got to talk to that guy three times a week here on Busted Open. So a little sympathy for me. But but on a serious note, like everybody knows from watching you on Impact how important your family is, all your accomplishments. You wanted your family to be a part of it. You know, as a professional wrestler, how difficult is the balance? You know, because you're a father, you're a husband. How difficult is that balance, you know, being a champion, but also knowing that you're the foundation of your family? Uh, it's it's extremely tough. And, like, I, I say it all the time. I talk to, you know, guys from previous generations, like the Tommy Dreamers and the Bully Rays, all these people you're familiar with and so many more. I don't know how this was possible without FaceTime or anything like that, because like this month alone, 
you know, I've been to Japan, I've been to Germany for a tour, and then I just came back and now I'm headed to Bound for Glory. But that entire time I was gone, I'm lucky enough to be able to bring them to impact with me. I'm, I'm so yeah. fortunate in that and I get to share that with my family. But like when I'm on the road doing other things, I, I don't know how, I, I don't think I'd be capable of doing it without being able to see my children on FaceTime and interact with them every day in some, some way, shape or form. Josh, that uh, alone, what you're saying about you being a father, and I know some fathers are not as, you know, hands-on as you are, especially in professional wrestling. And we have heard, you know, with so many different people, second generation. I think what you do as a man and as a father right now with being so responsible and, and just being in tune and, and being an example for your son, who is another, who's another growing uh, man, right? It's even bigger than, you know, you being a champion. It's so important to have role models like you for other guys too in the locker room. And an example of like, you can be a father, you can be a husband, and then you can also be responsible and you can be a present because it's so easy to be like, oh, we're on a road, we have no wife or anything. But I want to commend you for not only first, you know, when, after, before you relinquish the title, like having that run, which was great, but now getting up on your feet and showing your kids that you have to be responsible, you have to be consistent and you have to be dedicated. So that's a great, that's a great thing to show to everybody in the world. Thank you. That's the biggest compliment I could ask for really. <laughs> Josh, uh, congratulations on everything, but also I can't wait for this match tomorrow night. Again, bound for glory available on fight plus in Chicago. It's sold out but you can watch it on, on Fight Plus tomorrow night. I know we'll be watching. I know we'll be talking about it, myself and Mark Henry, on a Monday morning edition of Busted Open. So, Josh, uh, congratulations on everything, but good luck on everything that's going to happen tomorrow night. Yes. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.